Welcome to the John Chapman Show, where we talk about the path of a wealthy millennial, uncovering the truth about building and protecting your nest egg. Join us on this journey as we hear the stories of millennials and mentors alike to help you plan, manage, and protect your wealth. John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Hey, hey, everyone. John Chapman at WorthPoint Wealth Management. I'm joined by my colleague, Darren Morrow. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the CARES Act. Uh, Darren is a CPA and worked with a lot of small business clients and helping them go through the process of applying for various uh, disaster relief for the paycheck retention loans. And so, Darren, appreciate your time today and expertise. And some, some staggering numbers just off the top. Congress passed the CARES Act at the end of March of 2020, made $350 billion available through SBA. And here we've been, it's only been about three weeks and it sounds as if most of that has already been lent out. So it's been really under pressure, but talk to us a little bit about what the conversations are like. If you have a small business client coming to you, how, how can you help them manage this time with these loans? Well, the first thing to to look at for each small business is what option is going to be best for you. So there's two different loans and there's also a lot of other items in the CARES package, deferral of uh, different types of payroll taxes, NOLs that can be carried back again. So the first thing to figure out is what can you benefit from? And then you kind of have to put together a little strategy map because if you take advantage of some items in the CARES package, then you don't qualify for others. So you really need to kind of do an analysis of what's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck and uh, kind of what's the best route to go down. Tell me a little bit about some of the most common things that you've been seeing with some of your clients. Uh, so most of our clients are, are choosing to go down the payroll protection, the PPP loan route just because, you know, two and a half months worth of payroll, essentially, if they're already keeping their business open, it's a great way to have a couple of months payroll covered for you. And that just helps them keep their employees. Their biggest concern is keeping their employees paid, keeping them happy, keeping business running. And that just helps them to do that. That tends to be the biggest bang for the buck. Uh, the other companies that are not choosing that route are usually because they have less employees or they have low payroll costs that the amount is not nearly enough to you know, make a dent. And so they're choosing to maybe, maybe go for the other loan and actually just, you know, from a cash flow standpoint, get sustainable money and uh, just take advantage of some of the other deferrals. So talking a little bit about the paycheck protection plan, sounds like that's been more popular by a lot of businesses, especially as you mentioned, people with a uh, higher headcount for employees. So what are some of the things that companies need to start the application process? So for the payroll loan, the application has to go through someone that's SBA approved. So it's not the SBA directly, it is SBA approved lenders. And that used to just be uh, banks, but they've opened it up to smaller community banks that are not normally SBA approved and also non-bank lenders like the short-term working capital uh, people like Lendio and Cabbage, stuff like that. They have, they've been able to process these loans as well. So the first step is either talking to your banker or um, deciding 
whether or not you want to go through the big bank or some of those smaller community lines. Okay. Once you've decided what type of SBA approved lender you're going to choose, how extensive or not is a process to actually give all the information that's needed for them to, to underwrite the loan? So far, each bank has been different, but the general consensus is since it's a, it is a payroll loan, they basically want to see your payroll reports. So they're going to want to get the quarterly 941s, uh, they're going to want the 940 at the end of the year, some kind of a payroll summary. Everyone has generally asked for that. Some of them also want to see your financials. Some of them also want to see individual payroll broken out, stuff like that. One caveat is anyone that makes over $100,000, you have to cap their payroll earnings for the year at 100000 when making the calculation. So we have had a couple of... Um, business clients think they qualified for much more. So we were happy to be able to help them out and, and not get them in a sticky situation by saying, no, you don't want to include that. Mm, that very interesting. In so, yeah. So what are some of the parameters on how much somebody can qualify for? How do they determine what, what amount, what's the size of the loan that you'd receive? Yeah. So the, the rough easy calculation is they say two and a half months of payroll cost, but the way they've designed, defined payroll cost is different than what we would normally think of payroll costs. So we would normally- Just to make of, it easy for you guys, right? Right, exactly, right? <laughs> just to uh, just throw another wrench into this whole thing. So yeah. again, we've seen some of our clients before talking to us get a completely different number than what it should be. So one of the things to note is payroll costs do not include any kind of federal taxes. So- uh, but it does include state taxes. So if there's any state and local tax that's assessed on your payroll, you can count those in payroll costs, but any kind of federal taxes do not count. So people that have not been keeping their books super accurate and breaking out like employer payroll costs between federal and state are having a little bit harder time making that calculation. And then the other things that are included is you can include any kind of retirement benefits in there. So people that are making contributions to like a SEP IRA or something like that through their business or paying employee retirement costs, those are included uh, in payroll costs. But one exclusion is if someone annualizes their income at over 100000 then you have to cap it at 100000 when making that calculation. I think that's really important. And yeah. what's been the typical turnaround time that you've seen once uh, a small business has submitted all of the necessary paperwork to their lender, then what was the, the, you know, the amount of time until you saw the first money start to show up or the, the application get approved? It has been all over the board. So we've seen some people at large banks get in, get their application in and still wait for, and they still haven't heard back now and they got their application in kind of the first couple of days. And then uh, we've had one client, they applied last Monday, they got the funding on Wednesday. And so wow. it, it really has been all over the place. Um, and like I said, the smaller community banks and the non-bank lenders, they've been the fastest. Seems like Congress is going to have to push through uh, another round of this since the initial 350 uh, went by so quickly. So for those out there that are still in the midst of this process, what other tips would you have for the small business community? 
Well, we're telling people and they are still telling people, keep going through whatever process you're going through if you've applied for the loan already. Um, stay diligent, keep your spot in line. Uh, don't let it go by because they're thinking about adding another 300 billion, which almost doubles it So from what it was previously. So we're hoping that just includes a lot more small businesses and hopefully they kind of tend to focus on small business for this next round. So we're telling people keep at it, you know, stay in the process, keep gathering your documents, keep submitting the applications. We're also telling people, you know, if you're at a big bank, it doesn't hurt to submit another application with a non-bank lender or someone that's going faster because you can always cancel your application at the big bank when the time comes. And, you know, we're telling people if this runs out, I doubt I can't see there being too many more stimulus packages added. If you can get the funding now, then great. Whatever's going to get it to you the fastest. Right on. Darren, this is helpful insight. We appreciate your time and expertise. If anyone is interested in getting in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? You can email us, my email, darren at morocpas.com. Or um, you can just call our office, 714-385-1212. And uh, we'll just start from there. Right on. Appreciate all the hard work that you do for your clients and appreciate your time, Darren. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.